What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and thanks for hopping on the podcast with Clark and Bob in the studio. Today, we're looking at Exodus 11. And as we have promised in the previous podcasts, we're going to do a quick recap because there's a lot going on. So under one minute, here we go. Israelites are oppressed. They forgot who Joseph was and what God had done. A new Pharaoh came into town and made all the Hebrews slaves. Moses was born. When uh, Pharaoh gave the command to kill all the babies, <laughs> Moses survived, ends up being taken in by the daughter of Pharaoh. As he grew up, he was second chariot to Pharaoh and uh, he killed an Egyptian who was fighting in Hebrew, mm-hmm. fled mm-hmm. to Midian, met God in the burning bush. It was who speaking through the burning bush? It was Jesus, you Jesus, guys. thank mm-hmm. you. You guys are getting good at this. And... Uh, God tells Moses, you're going back. You're going back to Egypt. And so he goes back. He and Aaron and Miriam, kind of the trifecta, Han, Luke, and Leah, are going to tell the Pharaoh, what's up? Let my people go. It goes, um, it gets very intense. There's plagues that are coming, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all kinds of plagues that really correspond with the Egyptian gods. And we get to the final plague. Yeah, that's where we're at today, chapter 11. Exodus 11. And so um, it's another one of those heavy chapters that I'm glad that we're spending time in because there is magnificence in this chapter, chapter, what is it, 10 and 11 or 11 and 12? 11 and 12, yeah. Um, Where we are going to get a better understanding of who Jesus Christ is by reading these. And so before we get there, um, let's look at chapter 11 with a spiritual lens. Yeah, Because up until this time, there's been these plagues going on and, you know, the magicians, Pharaoh's magicians have kind of been keeping pace. But then we talked about last time, the plague of the gnats is really when you saw separation where Yahweh, the living God was like, okay, I'm going to you're going to see my power in these mm-hmm. signs and wonders now. And so now bring us to chapter 11 and we're the getting into this plague. death of the firstborn, the final plague. And um, when we look at this in the, um, in the spirit realm with a spiritual lens on, we're not seeing, you know, Moses versus Pharaoh. We're yep. seeing God versus evil. Yep. We're seeing um, God come for mm-hmm. his people. We're a, seeing a kingdom of light versus yes. a kingdom of darkness. Mm-hmm. This is high mm-hmm. stakes. And so God's people, if you think back, have, like Clark said, so, you know, Joseph during this time was loved by Pharaoh when he helped with the famine all these years ago. But since that time, now the Israelites have been in captivity. They are taken enslaved. They have been murdered. They've been mistreated. If you think about what you just said, even all of the males, you know, them dying um, and, and now is this time of justice where God's coming on the scene in the most, you know, Mm -hmm. powerful uh, way saying, I'm, well, my paper just went, Um, I'm coming and I'm holy and I'm going to make things right. Yeah. And so if you look at like the subtitle or the title of your chapter, it's called the plague on the firstborn. Mm -hmm. And what essentially happens is uh, God sends a spirit and the spirit takes the firstborn Mm -hmm. of all of the Egyptians is essentially what happens. And at face value, again, it's like, whoa, like why would would a loving God do that? That's Mm -hmm. really hard to wrap my head around. Like Bobby just said, you're seeing God's holiness and justice come into clear view because God will not tolerate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, sin. mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that this is an attack on Egyptian firstborns is that God has essentially said, it's because you have attacked my firstborn. Israel yeah. is mine. Mm-hmm. They are to be my bride. Yeah. Uh, they are to be like a child to me. There, there's so many different metaphors and images that God gives mm-hmm. for Israel. If I go back to uh, Exodus four verses twenty two and twenty three, mm-hmm. 
This is what um, God tells Moses. He's to say to Pharaoh, then say to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says. Israel is my firstborn son. And I told you, let my son go so he may worship me, but you refuse to let him go. So I will kill your firstborn son. So that's in Exodus 4, and that's something you read over, and you're like, huh, that's crazy. And it's not until you get to Exodus 11 that you see this is actually coming to fruition. And firstborn in the Bible is a huge deal. Yeah, flesh that out. So firstborn, you have kind of the greatest position. You're like the greatest child. You have the greatest responsibility. You receive the greatest amount of inheritance, Mm. and that's because then you have to take care of everybody. Mm -hmm. But the firstborn was such a big deal. And it wasn't just in the Bible. It was in the whole ancient Near East view. Culture, yeah. Yeah, so Egypt, lineages matter. Genealogies matter. Just Mm -hmm, like the Bible, mm -hmm. you know, we probably skip over a lot of the genealogies in the scriptures, but they're very important. And we've talked about that in the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that God's saying, you came after mine, I'm going to see, you're going to see my wrath now because Mm -hmm. I'm going to protect my kids. I'm Mm going to protect my family. And he goes and... um, He's going to protect his firstborn. He's going to let him go. Right. And I, I guess I'll just speak to a little bit about just kind of the the holiness, the purity, the justice of God, because love without justice isn't love. Mm-hmm. And so what we know from Romans chapter three is that we've all sinned and fallen short. And then also Romans chapter six is that the wages of sin yeah. is death. Death. Because God in his... Um, sovereignty and his omnificence and and, and in all these ways, he is perfectly holy and good. Mm -hmm. And how we're going to see him translate that to his personhood and try to give that to the Israelite people is in um, the language set apart. There should be a people that's set apart. Like Clark said, they're his people. Mm -hmm. And so um, Passover is kind of this picture where we understand and see the Israelites have had to um, sacrifice, you know, the lamb and that kind of stuff to deal with their sin before and, and, a pure and holy God. And this yeah, comes go. in the next chapter that you're going to read tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right. Because we don't want to read, um, we want to understand chapter 11 in light of 12. Yeah, and, exactly. And the kind of the big picture of what's going on. And so, anyway, the little way that the Israelites would relate to God would be sacrificing um and, and, and really a really important sacrifice is Passover. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but the reason again, that they have to do that is because they, they're a sinful people because mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we've tried and we just can't get it right. And so now we present ourselves with this offering before God because mm-hmm. he's holy, because he's just. And you put the, the blood above the doorposts yeah. and all that. And it's like under the blood that was shed, you are going to have grace and forgiveness and freedom when the spirit passes you, right? Right. So that's yeah. the significance of chapter 11 is mm-hmm. like this moment in time where if you just picture, so what's going on then? Um, if you just picture the Israelites huddled in, you know, their little huts, um, really just crying out to God mm-hmm. saying, we've done what you've told us to do. Will yeah. you spare us? So talk to us about, um, I remember you talking about your mom teaching you this and you even teaching Kirby and Cal the other day sure. about like the instructions on Passover bread and yeah. That kind so of thing. you'll read in the chapter about how, you know, no yeast and don't have the yeast. And, but even, I think it's a little bit hmm, later in chapter 12, where it literally tells you how you're supposed to eat it, mm-hmm. um, how you're supposed yeah, like to eat the bread and the eight, lamb. Eight, nine, ten, don't eat raw meat mm-hmm, or boiled mm-hmm, in water, mm-hmm. roasted over a fire. Yeah, verses 11, this is how you eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. 
eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. So why? Like, why is that important? Right. Because they're getting ready to go. Yes. Because it's go time. Mm. Yep. The, um, you know, the death of the firstborn, that's happening. And now these people are saying, in our inability, we can't do it unless mm-hmm. God, Yahweh, saves us. And when he does, because we know he will, yeah. we're going to be ready to go. Preach it, sister. Preach I, it. It was just kind of all over the place. I'm sorry. Hope you guys are tracking there. No, you hit, you hit. And so why this is really, so what I was talking about earlier about the magnificence of this chapter is because, um, who is Jesus? What are some of the names now that we know as Jesus Christ? He is the lamb. He is the firstborn. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's tons of new Testament references that call Jesus that give him that title. And what did he do? He gave his life. He provided a way. Out. So it's so interesting to look at Amazing. the Old Testament, uh, God speaking through Moses to Pharaoh, you attack my firstborn, I'm coming after your firstborn. Yeah. But at the end of the day, in order for humanity to be saved, God mm-hmm. is going to give up his firstborn. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. there's some important, I guess, clarity that needs to be added here because there's a lot of biblical passages that do talk about Jesus as the firstborn. Yeah. Romans 8, 29, I wrote them down. Colossians mm-hmm. 1, verses 15 and 18. Hebrews 1, Hebrews 12, Revelation 1, 5. And Jesus as firstborn, meaning that Jesus was not created. Like Jesus has mm-hmm. always been God. He has the number one seat. Mm-hmm. He is preexisted. He is preeminent. He is sovereign. He is over all of creation. He's first. Mm-hmm. He's first. And so when you look at John 1, it talks about how Jesus was the word of God. He was God. He was in the beginning with the Lord. Think at Matthew 28, talking about how Jesus has authority over all of creation. Mm-hmm. Think about Psalm 89. It talks about how God's going to give us a king who's going to be the firstborn king, but he's going to be the king of kings and the king that's over all the earthly kings. Yeah. There's going to be something different about him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just so you know, like Jesus was not created. That's technically heresy, but he preexisted. He was God. He was first. He was sovereign. He was ruler over all of creation. And so there's just a beautiful picture there of right here in Exodus 11, in the midst of a a hard passage when you're trying to make sense of why God would do this, Mm -hmm. into chapter 12, like you talked about Passover, Mm -hmm. you see it pointing to Jesus. So to to end our time, do you want to end by reading... One of those passages I talked mm-hmm. about, Colossians 1, uh, verses 15 through, I'm not sure where it ends, but this is one of like the really just power, jam-packed passages talking about like Jesus Christ is, he's number one. He's the first yeah, one. Yeah, I think we've read this before on the podcast. It has significance in my life. Um, I hope it encourages you today as you just imagine yourself, um, like Clark said, you, you know, God's coming for you. Mm-hmm. And so this is... This is first, uh, sorry, the first chapter of Colossians, verses 15 through 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning and the firstborn from and the firstborn from the dead, Mm -hmm. so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile himself to all things, whether Mm. things on earth or things in heaven, making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's all we got for you. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. Exodus 11. Check out maybe Colossians 1, 2, if you want to look at Jesus Christ being the firstborn. Mm -hmm. And we pray the Lord would meet you in this time. So God bless you. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.